It's first person. Huh. You can be me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole. You can be me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole. I'm at the 19th hole, fellowshipping with a few folks. My game was on, so I won by a few strokes. Cognac and a few totes. All right, all right. The round's been played. We're back here at the 19th hole. Reed, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm ready to enjoy this cigar. I know you probably played today. Did you? Have you played yet? You? Not today. Not today? Not today, but I played yesterday. All right, all right. And the weather hold up on play today, too. <laughs> there you go. Once again, I'm your host, Warren Hardy. Got my partner in crime, Mr. J. Reed. And today we got a we got a special guest, Mr. Brandon LaFell. Well, let me take that step back. Let me put some respect on his name. We got Super Bowl champion, Brandon LaFell. Brandon, say what's up to the people, man. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like you said, I'm Brandon LaFell, Super Bowl champ for New England Patriots, LSU alumni, Houston Zone, Lamar High School, still a Redskin. I'm not a Texan. I'm a true Redskin. Grew up right here in Houston, Texas, a little small little neighborhood called Fort Ward. That's, I'm going to repeat again. I am a true Redskin, <laughs> not a Texan. Right, right. Lamar alumni, shout out to everybody that graduated from Lamar. Man, you say you went to LSU, LSU man. I, I want to, before we get into it, what years were you down there? Um, 2005 to 2009. All right. I, I wanted to say that for a reason. When you were down there, I mean, it, it had to be electric. Football team was on fire. Men's basketball team was on fire. Final four appearances. Women's basketball was on fire. Yep. Uh, the baseball team was on fire yep. just give how how was that experience plus plus y'all were winning the football team was electric what was what was just that that vibe like coming from lamar and then going to that setting man it was it was crazy because that first year i didn't play i redshirted katrina hit mm -hmm. so we go from already having thirty-five thousand kids so we have an extra 5,000 because all mm -hmm. the schools in New Orleans that right. was closed, they had free open enrollment to LSU. Oh, so we wow. got all those students from that school, they down there with us. Seasons get delayed probably a month because it was just so much destruction in the state of the South Louisiana. And then football season kick off, I think we go 11-2 and two that year. I'm excited, but I wasn't playing, so I, sure. I was yeah. only excited for a certain reason. But what I tell you, that next year when we start playing, I think we went 11-2. and two. We probably lost two games by a total of nine or ten points. Mm -hmm. And that year, that team was the best team I was on in my life. That was the most talent I've been around. It was yeah. crazy. But right, throughout, right. throughout the, my whole time at LSU, football team won national championship. We won in the top programs every year, mm -hmm. if if not the best program. Top, we, we had some of the best talent around. Fact. Our girls' basketball team was ridiculous. Fact. I think when I was there, we probably went to the Final Four. At least three times. At least two or three times. Two or three times. Our boys' basketball team went to the Final Four. Mm. And then the year we won national championship, our baseball team won national championship. And our star baseball player was my roommate. Wow. So Because he, he played football as well. He played football. Yeah. He was a receiver, Jared Mitchell. Jared Mitchell, he from New Iberia, Louisiana, where my mom's from. But, yeah, my... He's a receiver behind me. He was, he's one of those guys that got playing time here and now. But 
Baseball, he was the guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. And yeah, and my man, we. I think he went first round to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I'm so, not mistaken. Speaking of that, we all at the apartment watching the draft. This joker leaves the room. He gets a phone call, leaves the room, comes back in. We we watching like, hey man, when you getting drafted? Like when you getting drafted? He just quiet. I'm like, oh, I'm like man, it's bugging me. Like bro, when, when my dude get drafted? Twenty third pick, Chicago White Sox, select Jared Mitchell. Exciting time. We just go crazy. Oh, room, 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 not as much this big. We go, we go crazy. But like that was, yeah. man. And when I say my years at LSU, man, those memories, man. I just wish my kids get a right. chance to experience Absolutely. that because those friends, those memories, those times, I'm the best years of my life. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was electric. I mean, I was working down there at the time, so I was. I was piggybacking a little bit on it, so I <laughs> so I know. And then, like I say, I got some some family down there. They're big time women's basketball, men's yeah. basketball. So I was going to the games. I mean, it was it was crazy. Wow. I mean, it was just the, the city was unbelievable. I can imagine. Man, we I had the, we had to wait for I'm, our girls' basketball games was so packed. We had to wait the halftime for people to come out for us to get in. Wow, this is insane. That's how crazy it was. That's crazy. Before we <laughs> before crazy. we before we go a little farther, Reed, what are we what are we what are we smoking today? Well, today we're smoking uh, Angelinos. A lot of people don't even know really about Angelinos, but this cigar is made by Godfather. Mm-hmm. God of Fire. I'm sorry. God of Fire. Uh, you know, it's a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper, uh, Dominican binder mm-hmm. from Philip, made in the DR because that's where uh, Tour Fuente's factory is. So yep. this comes out of that. So you know, you got Tour Fuente, you got God of Fire, you got Opus. All those things along the same line come out of the same factory, but it just depends on the quality of the tobacco, which is based on, on what, what line it is. But right. This Angelinos, man, to me, it's a it's a good cigar. It's got a little bit of pepper, got a little cream to mm-hmm. it, but it's a it's a good morning midday smoke. Yeah, you you could you could smoke these and continue on with your day. Absolutely. Yeah, there's yeah. some other sticks in here you can't do that with. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> no sir, not at all, man. But so far, I mean, I lit it up. The introduction of this is is very great, very smooth. I'm not quite to the middle yet, but I'm sure we'll get there as the conversation going. So now that we're on the cigar, so when did you when did you start smoking? What kind of got you into um, the culture, if you, if that's even the right way to say it, or just smoking in general? I want to say I probably cigars. That is cigars. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I would say I think I really started smoking cigars. When um, me and my wife went on um, vacation to um, Punta Mena okay. in Mexico. And we was down there. We had uh, went to a little spot called The Office right there off the beach. And we, um, we had the fresh fresh catch of the day. Mm. And, man, the fish was so good. Had a guy recommend us buy some cigars from a guy he know because, mm. you know, buying cigars on the beach can be tricky. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So he recommended one of the guys he know. He called the guy. Guy came up. Sold us some cigars and man, we went back. Went back to the um, place we were staying. Had a hot tub. And I'm talking. We sat out there and we, we just smoked and talked. Yeah, just chill. And yeah, man, it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. It was just so relaxing. And you know, you had a moments like that. You try to recreate them. Right, right. And then it was like, man, we got back to Houston. Just had moved into our new place. Got a nice backyard. So man, we just started sitting out there. Put the kids to bed by eight thirty. Yeah, 
We don't got nothing to do in the morning but take them to school. So we'll sit out there, mm. cut the fireplace on, watch a movie, smoke, smoke a cigar. Smoke a cigar. And we just it just became so relaxing to it because at the same time I was dealing with my injury. Yeah. And it was like, man, I got this, man, you doing this, you how your rehab going? We're gonna see you on here, what what we doing? This and there was just a lot going on. And it just smoking cigars, talking to my wife, just chilling at the house. It just became relaxing. And before you know it, my brother in law. Yeah. We'll go play football Saturday morning. My son in football, son in flag. <laughs> After that, we'll everybody come over, kids jump in the pool. Man, we'll barbecue or we'll have crawfish or something. We'll eat, watch whatever football games coming on nine times out of ten. It was LSU playing yep, somebody. Yep, yep, yep. Watch games. Before you know it, we'll, hey, man, the kid's gone in the house. One, you got the sticks? Yeah, like, I got some stuff. Marcel, you got some? Like, we'll just, the we'll hey, man, we, we did that for three or four months straight. Yeah, so at the time he's talking, this is during COVID. Right. So, I mean, it, I felt like we were, I was like, it, no, no. So you said play football. So this was 2019. This was 2019. It was the fall of 2019. So yeah. we're having games Friday, Saturdays. So it was it, it was every weekend. Every weekend. For what, two, three months? Yeah, about three Solid. months. I mean, that was, that was it. Nothing wrong with that, man. Now, you had an interesting story yeah. about how you started smoking i want to i want to hear this before we go before we dive yeah how you start into, how you start smoking cigars uh, how you start john smoking simmons, cigars john simmons the owner of international house of stogie shout out he, uh, big john yeah he uh, invited me out to vegas for his birthday because we travel to vegas you know every year for his birthday right and uh he would always smoke him a cigar while we playing and i would always say no man so about the third year we went to vegas some of our other friends came that we knew that uh, smoked cigars and after the round, uh, this cat named, uh, uh, I got it on his masculino, we call him JP, uh, Jeffrey Powell. And uh, Mr. Powell said, man, come on, Reed, smoke a cigar with me, man. So he gave me this little cigar called the original, right? So we had this big old cylinder beer, you know, we drank and I'm tired from golf. I smoked this little cigar called the original. It was a cigar and I wasn't else in it. And man, I'm talking that cigar <laughs> put me down. Oh, I feel like somebody hit me in my stomach three times. Oh. Mike Tyson. Did you yeah, we was at a we was at a pizza spot. We had the beer. I ate everything's good. And I, that was the first time I smoked a cigar though. Yeah, that sucker was strong, man. But after about thirty minutes, I said, "Give me enough," because you know cigars they don't really stay on you that long. So after nah. you smoke some, nah, yeah. you know. But JP a cool cat, man. He owns Masculino Cigars. We gotta have him on the show one time. But he gave me my very first cigar, and I, I'll never forget that man at a, one of John's birthdays. Man, I I'm like, I don't really remember the exact day and time that I started smoking cigars. Um, it had to be, I mean, I've always loved golf. It was definitely after college. Um, you know, guys invite you out for tournaments, maybe just give you one. Yeah. And you just kind of, right. you know, puff on it here and there. Yeah. yeah. But I would say I really, really started to get in back into it. I, I want to say it had to be right around the time when, when, when he started, because that was kind of a commonality right. between us. Um, and golf and amongst other things, kids play the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, we're always in, See, in the you same guys, circle. You guys do it. Y'all came in the correct way. You know, when I came in to smoke cigars, it was just, I wasn't really trying to sit down and relax, you know. It was like I'm drinking and we was drinking. You know how we drink. And I was yeah. drinking a little too much. And then I'm like, yeah, man, give me that cigar. So, let me tell you about the second time I smoked a cigar. Okay. Oh, the second man. time I met OJ. <laughs> second time I met OJ. <laughs> Bro, we was at Cone Grill, man. I met OJ for once, right. too. Have him on the show. Okay. 
So listen, man, the second time I spoke to say, I'll make this real short. I don't even remember what it was. You can ask my wife, man. She will testify to this. I came home, got took out all my clothes, <laughs> and laid on the floor. And you sure it was nothing else in there? Man, there was nothing else in it. I, I was literally lace. about to sing off. I walked in the cigar shop. I kid you not, got naked. At home. It's on the floor. <laughs> He was hurting like that? Oh, hurting, bro. He wasn't, he wasn't lying, though. I really did beat OJ. And did that, that was yeah. an experience. Oh, we got to hear this story. Like now? No, not now. <laughs> that's about a guy. <laughs> now? I don't want to take the shot away right. from him. But, uh, all right, so you you, you, you got into smoking cigars. Um, nine years nine years in the NFL. Um, do you, you see yourself transitioning? Well, you're transitioning away from the game now. Not going to go into that a whole lot. But do you see yourself reaching back, helping those younger guys as they come in? Um, you know, maybe some of the pitfalls or decisions you made, giving them those those lessons. You see yourself stepping into that men- mentor mentor type roles for some of the younger guys um, in the league? I, I definitely do. And I think I've been doing that for like the last – I want to say like four or five years of my career, because mm-hmm. where wherever I've been at, after, after your first contract, you're a bet now. Yeah. So it's always going to be rookies coming in after you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think that helped me in my career, on the field and off the field, was being around Steve Smith. And man, there was a guy that set me Panthers, down. Right? Yeah, Panthers. Okay. Steve Smith. There was a guy that set me down my rookie year. Because he overheard me talking to one of my teammates about me not cashing my checks mm-hmm. because I didn't have a financial advisor at that time. And I'm I'm coming from having no money to having a whole lot of money now. Yeah. So my way of not spending it was just not cashing it. And he set me down, asked me about my finances. Like, hey, man, financially, how you sitting? I'm like, man, I think I'm doing pretty good. He's like, what you invested in? I'm like, nothing. He's like, well, you ain't doing nothing if you ain't investing like right. you got money just sitting in the in the in the countertop. Like, hey, that ain't doing nothing for you. Invest, let it work for you. Right. So, the conversations we had on the field, off the field, that helped me out. It was like this guy didn't have to do that for me. Right. Yeah. But he helped me out tremendously. So, if I'm ever in like if I'm ever in a situation to help the younger guys, I'm going to do it. Right. And I think I've been doing that for the last five or six years of my career. You know, every time a young guy come in. I don't want to be in your business, but financially, where you sitting at? How you doing? How you doing, man? What you thought? What you what you want to invest in? Um, I'm thinking about this. Do you know about that? Yeah. Or you just heard this guy in the locker room talk about right. it, man? How about you invest in some low risk stuff? That stuff you're interested in? Do some stuff, research. Yeah, research yeah. stuff. Yeah. Invest in stuff that you're interested in and stuff you don't mind checking up on and looking at because yeah. it is your money. You got to check on it yourself. Yeah. But nobody's only, gonna look after it like you are. Right. Nobody yeah. gonna look at your money like you, but like on the field, like still to this day when I go to the gym, if I see a young guy in there, if he working with a trainer, I'm not gonna step on that trainer toes. Right. But I'm gonna pull it. I'm gonna ask the trainer, "Hey man, can I talk to you guy? Like you doing some great stuff with him. He got crazy footwork. Mm-hmm. But if he do this right here, high school guys don't know about this. Right. I didn't know about this until I got to the NFL. So right. if I'm if I'm giving the young guys in high school some tips that I learned about in the NFL, that's right. going to put him years ahead of the guys he's playing. Right? Yep. And no so matter where I'm in the gym or I'm on the field, if I see a young guy or there's some young guys over there working out, they want to come work out with us. I'm going to let you work out with us. But you gonna, if you're doing it wrong, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you're going to take the coaching, mm-hmm. apply it to your game, I'm here for you. Right. 
But like being a mentor to young guys, man, it's like it's second nature to me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love it because that was our thing at LSU. If you're ahead, you got two hands to pull yourself up and to pull the guy behind yeah. you back up with you. Right. And that was our motto. Hey, everybody help each other. I could definitely see all that in you, man, what you just said. Because even from us just playing golf, when someone does something wrong or you might get a bad shot or something, I can see how you are encouraging and you also don't mind being encouraged. You know, you play sometimes with guys now when people say nothing to them. Right. Like my that. swing, it is what it is. No, it's a joke. No. <laughs> that was a joke. No yeah. disrespect. <laughs> but I, I, could, I could definitely see Yeah, yeah. He, he does do that on the course. Um, yes, you know, if, if he's swinging it right, he going he gonna to be encouraging. But if he's not, he's ready to get up out of there, too. Yeah, but you know, like, man, the men, the, like mentoring kids, you know the crazy yeah. thing about it? It's easier for me to mentor kids on basketball court mm. than it is football. Really? It's crazy, man, because basketball is my first love. Okay. And, like, growing up, I watched football, but mm-hmm. I didn't study football. Right. I studied basketball every day. No stuff. Like, that was my issue in high school. I never did off-season training because I was playing basketball. Right. And even to this day, like, when my my son plays basketball, I'm always in the gym tweaking the kid game. Yeah. Hey, man, do this. Hey, you know about this move? No, nah, I'm going to show you this move. Your son is nice. He's nice. Already nice. But it's just He's nice. Like yeah, basketball yeah. wise, like coaching and mentoring for basketball. I can see myself coaching basketball sooner than I can I can coach football. football. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy man. That 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 is. Um he brought up he brought up the golf game, so now we're gonna take this this transition. Um you play. And I, and, and I must <laughs> I I'm gonna say this, man, since since you've started, you've made the fastest climb in a person's game I've, I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, it's it's unreal. I mean, you started taking lessons midway through last year. We're not even halfway through this year, and you've already broken 90. So that that's phenomenal. Really Kudos. Is, hats, off, hats off to it you. Really Appreciate it. So I got to ask, what's in the bag? What are you swinging? What's, what's you know, let's talk about that. What's in my bag right now? Um, I just got some new irons. Um, I'm swinging the, um, the Taylor Mays Sims Max Twos. Okay, that's all my irons right now. Um, my driver, my five wood, my three wood are the um, Taylor Made also. Mm-hmm. It's the Sims ones. Okay, the Sims, no, no one, no, yeah, the Sims Max. But I'm I'm looking to put the um, the Sims Two Max in my in my bag because. Jay trying to buy my my Sim my Sim <laughs> driver. <laughs> he trying to Is buy my. No 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 no. It ain't in the car now. But man, them Taylor made so far so good for me. Yeah. You know, I, I was swinging the Nikes. For, yeah, the blue ones, the blue and lime. Yeah, blue, I, had the, right? I had the vapors. The vapors. Yeah, I got I got those yeah. vapors back in 2015. Right when I got those, got them fitted. Nike, my Nike Nike Mike, my guy, plugged me. Did a great job getting me fitted, getting my clothes something for free. But I tore I tore um, tore a ligament in my thumb, so I couldn't play. So they were just sitting in my garage for three years. So so yeah, so to that he got them. Me and another cousin of ours, Wayne, that was on the show, mm-hmm. we were like, "Bet Joe jumping out there with us, it's going down." But he was always in season. Always in season. So he never really could, you know, fight right. him on the trips. But then he finally jumped out on one, and yeah. you had a great time. Man, I had a. I won't miss another one. <laughs> 
Don't listen to the trip. Tripping Vegas with Zebo birthday. The AZ trip, the golf trip with you guys. Like, I, I won't miss nothing. I, I had a know. great time, man. Good golf, good people. Smoke some good cigars. It's some, good, it's some great cigar lounges. Absolutely. Like, man, that was... You can't beat that. <laughs> you can't. Let me ask you this question. I'm not trying to compare the two sports, football and golf. But would you say that the, the same competitive nature resides in both? For me, it definitely does. Okay. Because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. Like, I, I try to perfect everything I do. And, like, with the game of golf, that's one thing right now I haven't perfected. But just, like, my golf game is like me playing football and basketball in high school. Okay. Like, I have a day or two where I look like, man, I'm, I'm getting there. And then I have a game or two where it's like, come on, man, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And that's the same way my, my football and basketball game was in high school. I go out there and score 35. Yeah. Next game, I go out there and score 15 and miss eight free throws. I go out there and golf, hitting my driver straight that day, right. yeah. chipping good. Yeah. Tuesday was good. I go out there right. Thursday, I can't hit my driver straight. I can't putt. I can't chip. Yeah. But it's yeah. one of them things for me, competitiveness. Like, I know I'm a competitor. And if... The course is kicking my butt. I know I'm going to do everything in my power the next time I get out there to not have these same results. Right. And one thing about golf I had to realize, but it took me a while to realize, I'm not playing against y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's me and this course yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Right. And once I realized that and just started focusing on, hey, man, I got, it's a par four. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to play bogey golf today. Once I started realizing that, once I start like football, mm-hmm. everything is repetition. Yep. My lessons. Even if I can't go play, I need to go swing these. I need to practice my stuff at home. Right. Once I start doing that and start preparing and having mindset like my mindset like I'm I'm still going to go play football or I'm preparing for a basketball game, I start taking that mindset to the golf course and to my golf game. I'm practicing, I'm getting my lessons, I'm watching my I'm watching my own my lessons on film. Yeah see what I'm doing so the next time I go out there even though I'm not watching it it's in the back of my head and I remember that field and I remember how I want to I remember how I want to look at the end of my swing yeah. I remember my setup yeah I remember my hands stuff like that but that's the same thing with football if I'm lining up a receiver I want to do everything the same yeah so I can't give nothing away yeah and if I'm doing everything the same before you know it it's not gonna be no thinking I'm just going out there and playing yeah, right and that's how I, that's how when I was in AZ it wasn't no more thinking about my, my feet my stance it was just I mean, I done put the work in over yeah. the last oh, three yeah. or four weeks. Right. It's just time me go ahead and oh, play. Yeah. Yeah. They was like, man, Joe broke Joe broke 86. He did what? <laughs> Where's the card? Right. <laughs> you know, but he did it, what, two, he did it twice? Back-to-back days. Yeah. So, and I, I can see you doing it soon, too, but your problem is, just like you said, it's, you get, it's here. It's yeah. right here and realize that you already have everything it takes to succeed or to meet your golf goal because one of us yeah. ain't ever really going to conquer golf, right? I mean, it's impossible. Really bad day. It's impossible. But, you know, you can still meet certain goals that you set for yourself. Right. And like, when I first met you, I told you, I said, man, you're a, you're a 90s golfer. I don't know this stuff you're talking about. You can't hit, can't hit that. But you can shoot 90s every time. Yeah. You know, there's no difference yeah. between you, me, Doc, and Zebo. There's no difference between you, me, Doc, and Zebo, except a little bit of experience. But what you just said is so key. 
All that what you just described is so key. Because a lot of yeah. times guys can hit, but they don't know how to manage the game. The game. You know, they don't know how to yeah. manage the course. You know, just because you hit a bad drive, that don't mean you're not going to get a par. I hit plenty of times where I didn't hit a fairway, but I still got that par. Well, I don't care how you get it. Because you know how you, re- you, <laughs> know, yeah, you rebound, your recovery yeah, shots, and all absolutely. that. And so that, you think? So you think that? So like, like you said, like the mindset. So the same work ethic that you had for basketball and football is identical for you in the game of golf. It's identical. Yeah. Because lot you got to think about a lot of stuff that I do when I'm training for football. A lot of my hip movements. Mm-hmm. It's the same in golf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If I if I get a med ball and Jay Reed the wall. Yeah. I know my med ball throws. Mm-hmm. That's your same swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got a club in your hand. A lot of stuff that I've been doing training for football, it's the same stuff that I need right. for golf. Wow. And and the thing about with my golf lessons, everything I'm doing, they filming. Yep. It's just like a practice. A golf tech, right? A golf tech. Yep. Everything I do at practice, they film so I can go watch it at home. Yeah. Everything I do at golf tech, I can see the goods and the bads on my phone when I get home. It's just like, it's just like reviewing games. Just yeah. like I'm reviewing game wow. field. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. At the 19th. <laughs> Man, so uh, again, man, hats off to to your climb in the game. I mean, I've I've seen it personally. I mean, it's 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 been amazing, uh, and it's good to know that that same mindset that you have for basketball, football, golf, it's 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 all there, and it it definitely shows in your results. So again, uh, hats off to you in that. Definitely, much much respect in that. And I'm sure a lot of guys at the shop will will, will say the same. Oh, even yeah. even Wayne too, because it's it's your, your climb has been phenomenal. Um, how's how's the stick smoking? Is you are man? You, are it's you? it's better than advertised. I tell you that. You know, Jay Reed's a, a great salesman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a great salesman. But hey, I, I like this man. It's, you know, I would never recommend anything to anybody that I don't smoke myself. Right, and, and I, I smoke these. And the crazy thing about it. Nine out of ten cigars you recommend to us are great, especially that um that Southern Draw Rose of Sharon. That Southern Draw Rose of Sharon is true, man. I can. That's one of those those sticks we can smoke right now. You can, you can smoke them on the course. Yeah. I think we smoking those in Arizona. I mean, um, in Vegas. We did. We were smoking those in yeah, Vegas every day. I, I bought them out. I think we bought them yeah, out. We bought it. He ran out. I got to kill my last <laughs> one. Yeah. But man, that this right here is pretty darn good, man. Yeah. So what do you find yourself in terms of cigars, kind of some of your go-tos? Oh, man. Um, the Box Press, Davinoff. The Rose of Sharon, Southern Draw. Southern Draw, Rose mm-hmm. of Sharon. Um, the 146. Mm-hmm. Um, Plencia? Yeah. Plencia, yeah. the 146. Yeah. I like the God of Fire. Um, the uh, 1964. Padron. That's a that's, that's, a, that's a standard. Yeah. That's, that's just yeah, man. that's one of the ones that's that everybody's talking about. The, the sixty four, right. not the twenty six. Right, no, the sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, I agree. the the Parada, number nine. Oh, the number nine. Yeah. The number nine. You can't go wrong with the nine. <laughs> you it's, a go. And, um, <laughs> it's a boat. And um, it's a boat. It's a boat. And um, our good friend. Kent's. Oh yeah, absolutely. the the arrival, the arrival. Yeah, that's, that's that's a damn good midday smoke. Absolutely, man. That's that's one of them smokes you can smoke during the day yep. and still yep. get on with your day. What's you know? your favorite Vitola uh, shape in the arrival? Ruto, the Toro. Your I way. like the um the Toro. Me too. I like the Toro. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think man. that's starting to become the fan favorite. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. You if I'm on the course, 
I'm going to have either the, the Grand Crew or the Box Press from Davinoff, Southern Draw, the Road to Sharon, or the Rob. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm going to have in mind. Because those those one of the ones where... Can't argue with it. I, it's not going to mess... It's not going to throw my game off because right. they're not too strong. Yeah. And I can still go out there and play my game and enjoy my enjoy my stick at the there same is. time. Yeah. Man, I've seen you smoke one of them legals on the course. And I'm asking, like, man, how's he doing it? Yeah, that's I was... You must have had a couple of hey, bad hoes and then fired that up. Man, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was hitting... Two days before that, I was hitting my, my driver straight... <laughs> <laughs> that, that front nine, I was hitting a, a drastic fade where I was aiming all the way left just yep. to come back <laughs> to yeah. the tip of the right fairway. Yeah, I fired that, fired that number nine up, and it got me, got me hitting it back straight. Now <laughs> I forget what uh, I think it's on the front. No, no, it's on the back. It's one of them. Uh, one of them. It was a part three on the back. That's along the street at Sienna. We all stopped. Right, it's the you pull up on the on the right side. You pull up on the left side. The tee box is on the on the, uh, I'm sorry, T-Box on the right, and there's a row of houses and a street. <laughs> and that's, yeah, where we, that's, what, that's what we lit up at. I'm yeah. looking like, man, we just spoke. Because number 14. Number nine. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was in bad shape that day, man. I wasn't trying to mess up everybody. Everybody else was playing a good round. Right. And they didn't want to throw out the vibe. So I was like, man, let me just, let me smoke something strong to calm me down. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the game of golf. It is. Like you said, you know, I could, I could hit. I think I'm pretty. I think I'm just as good as anybody with my irons. Um, if I'm hitting them right, I don't care if I'm off the tee with them in the fairway with them. But for some reason, man, if I'm just not feeling yeah. the shot that I know that I should be, and it's mental, like you said, right. it's like, man, I can't. It's hard for me to get out that pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the. But that's just the game. Right, and that's that that game of golf, man. That just football. Came so easy. Yeah. Basketball came extremely easy. So what? 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 What eventually turned you on to playing golf? Like you said, you you got the clubs, but you you know you had the you said you had the hand injury. You're still in season. What was it that said you know what? I'm gonna go do this. And then once you started playing, it's like okay, if I'm going to do this now, I gotta. This is what I'm gonna do to achieve these goals. So what was the final? You know what? I'm this is what I want to do. Probably my doing quarantine. Okay. Good friend, Glenn Sumter, Brian Watson. Our kids play baseball together. We was up and we they was hey man, we, we going we going to hit nine every Tuesday and Thursday. So they was like, man, wanna just come? I was like, I, I ain't doing anything. I'm not that good. I'll come. They're like, well, we not that good, so we're going to get better together. I'm yeah. like, well, okay, cool, cool, cool. Because normally everybody that invite me out, they're really good golfers. Right. And I feel like I'm holding them up. And I said, we we was playing. I probably hit like, I was thinking to play, so I ain't going to lie. It was, it was horrible. Not a bucket of balls. I went I went through about 18 balls on the front nine. <laughs> it was bad, bro. It, it was bad. <laughs> and the last <laughs> hole... The last, I think it was whole, whole nine, Sienna. You gotta yep. hit, you gotta hit that narrow pathway. Yeah, that gets me every time. Everybody hit out. Right. My turn. I'm like, man, I'm just swinging them by then. I'm like, man, I got. I'm not buying no more balls. I'm going home. <laughs> wow. Caught it straight through. And that's what got me. That's the shot that brings. That's what. It's funny. 
you say that because every time somebody's playing bad and they hit that that one shot, that one shot. I can hear somebody in the back saying, "That's the shot that's gonna bring you back." Yeah. And 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 yeah. that's what did it. And we went back. That was on Tuesday. Went back out that Thursday, and I, I hit my driver a little bit. But I got on I got on YouTube that night. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy I, I started following, Rick Shields. Yes, sir. I follow Rick. I started following Rick Shields, and he got like a a, a five step video to hit your drive. Yeah, and I was in my mind frame, if I can hit my driver straight, I can I can dribble the ball on the ground with my irons, True and that. I'd be okay. True that was what right. I was thinking when right. I first got right. out there. So man, I started watching that guy. I got out there Thursday, and I'm I'm applying what he was saying. I'm like, okay, this stuff worked, and I started hitting my drive a little better. But it took me probably like three or four three or four weeks to realize, man. I'm not as bad as I think. I really can do this, but if I go get some lessons, right? I'm gonna be instead of me being around 115, I'm gonna break 110, right? And I'm not gonna be holding everybody up yeah. on the hold. Yeah. Before you know it, I start getting lessons, and then before you know it, I'm okay. I'm I broke 110. I'm 105. Okay, cool. Now I'm shooting for 100, and then I start playing with Warren. Start playing with Wayne, the guys that's normally in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I realized, okay, if they shooting down in the 90s and I'm shooting 100, I'm not holding them up. Right. right. I'm a stroke on every hole behind them. Yeah. But if I'm shooting 110, I'm two to three strokes, so I'm really holding guys up. Right. And my whole thing was, I'm not, I wasn't trying, when I started doing lessons, when I started playing golf, mm-hmm. I really wasn't trying to, like, break 80, break 90. My whole thing was, I want to be able to go out there and play with a good a guys that was pretty good and keep up. And I want to keep mm-hmm. up the pace of play. Yeah. yeah, I just want to keep yeah. the pace of play up because I I hate it. Guys wasn't saying it, but I can get dudes' body language like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. When you get to the tee box, they just, hey man, what'd you get your deuce? Yeah. You're like, damn, I ain't much putt yet. Like, <laughs> I, I I just wanted to be that guy. Like, it's like I, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to feel it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be good enough. So no matter no matter where we go play, I wasn't holding us up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah, keeping up with the pace is is definitely key, especially if if you got some guys in the group that's having a good a good rhythm. Right. You you don't want to be the cause of yeah. of, of that. Yeah. Because uh, if you had an opportunity to play with Sam. Yeah. And Sam is so long off the tee, and it's like if you're not hitting the ball, it's like he up there waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> Yeah. Every drive he hit is like three plus. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. the most <laughs> awkward swing I've ever seen in golf. Like, yeah, three three hundred plus. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He'll and he'll ask you. He'll look back and ask you. Hey man, you think I can carry that house? <laughs> you know you can carry that. <laughs> you know you can carry the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. come on. Yeah, <laughs> he did, he no practice swing enough. He did that to me at all parallel. That water. Yeah, he did it to me at parallel too. <laughs> what to do? What to do, young fella? I said, Sam, man. <laughs> You know that damn ball. What did it do, young fella? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Over the trees, over the houses, dog leg in the fairway. What did it do, young fella? Oh, man. Is, the, is, the, is it smoking better now? I got to ask. Because I see a lot. It's still smoking good to me. It's smoking good to me, yeah. too. Good. Oh, I like, man. I like it. It's green. I might have to buy a few of these jokers. I think they are, they are available here. Oh, yeah. John <laughs> like that. John <laughs> like that. <laughs> man, we, we, we coming close, man. I was. You pl- I gotta ask before we get out of here. Uh, we tried to stay, you know, we're not a football show, but you played the game. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta ask. Uh, 
You played with the Pats. Yeah. Right? You won the Super Bowl with Brady. You know, some say the GOAT, you know. Um, is it is it the man or is it the system? Because yeah, everybody, he went to Tampa Bay and he won. I mean, the guy is, you know, give him a chance in the playoffs and it's like – can't bet against him, man. It's so. So, what is it? What's What's your opinion? You, you played I'm, with I'm, him. I'm always. I, I would have to say it's 60 Because yeah. I'm I'm always one of those guys that players got to play. Yep. Players got to make the plays. The coaches can put you in every position, mm-hmm. but if you don't make the play, that's not on the coach. Yeah, that's on the player. Yep. But when coaches put you in those positions and you go out there and dominate and make those plays, yeah. the players yeah. still have to make the play. Right. And it's going to be some plays, they're going to be some play calling that it's not going to be right for this, yeah. for this defense, or it's going to be some defensive calls that's not going to be right for their offense. But guess what? You got a player out there that can erase that, You nobody will never know. Right. right. So I would say it's I would say it's Brady, but Man, Bill is man. Bill's the best coach I've ever been around. Yeah, like his his mindset and his his ways to prepare for a team mm-hmm. and to know what a team is going to do mm-hmm. before they must do it. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. we used to be at, we used to be we used to be beating somebody. We used to beating the Bears. It was twenty fourteen. We beating the Bears like at twenty one at halftime, and we like man, we we got them. Bill was like, hey man, they've been running cover three the whole game. We've been killing them on, on this and that, on the flats, whatever or not. They're going to switch to cover two. So that first half game plan, get it out your mind. We're going to come in and we're going to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, man, Bill, they ain't ran cover two like that since last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they ain't ran quarters like that since last year. He's like, if they go going to quarters or cover two, whatever they go to, we're about to kill them. For, for, I want to say like eight minutes into the third quarter, we didn't put another 21 points up on them. Mm. They switch. And they, and they playing quarters and cover two. And I'm over there thinking, like, <laughs> he got a crystal ball. That dude knows something, <laughs> And yeah. it just, the way Bill can make the adjustments in game. Another another example, we playing against, um, we playing against the Lions that Super Bowl year. They got Indominus Sue. They got Nick Farley. Farley out of um, Auburn. Auburn. Mm. Two big monsters. We couldn't run the ball that first quarter to save our life. He came over there, Phil, y'all, you're going to be our outside running game. I said, no, the hell I ain't. <laughs> no, the hell I'm not. Like, I'm not, I'm not running the ball. He was, I said, I'm not getting in the backfield. <laughs> you saw over there doing the James White? He's like, no, 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 no. Our outside running game, we're going to throw you screens. Just give us five yards. First down, we're throwing screens. Give us five yards. Right. Second and five. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Should have said that at first. <laughs> That's what you should have led with. That's what you should have led with. And we started doing that before you know it. It opened up the run game for us, running the ball. We doing this and that. Beat the, beat the Lions by 14 points. And I'm like, man, this dude is magical. Yeah. But at the same time, what Brady's when you when you sit there and watch film with Brady, mm-hmm. and the way he can, they show this one defensive set, and we was playing against the Jets. They blitzed like crazy. That's when they had Rex Ryan as the coach. Mm-hmm. They blitzed like crazy. Right. And he he paused it. He like, I'm looking like, he's like, hey, man, we're going to run this play. I'm like, TB, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to work. 
He's like, yeah, it's going to work. I'm like, man, we probably ain't going to have time. They got they got three guys showing here. You got two guys showing here. And he's like, well, if they bring all these guys, I'm going to throw it to Jules Hot. I'm like, yeah, we're going to bust them right there. He's like, but if they showing like this, they got them three guys over there showing. One can come. These two can come. He got to drop out or all three of them are going to come. They're going to have to drop out. I'm looking like, yeah, if they do that, we can run that. He here playing everything he just said happened. Mm. I just set my ass down and said, yep, that's what we can do. <laughs> that's what we can do. Wow. But Brady's, you can't throw nothing at Brady he hasn't seen. Yeah. Every defense he's seen, every blitz he's seen. So I always tell people, they're like, hey, man, I know he was doing this. And I said, when y'all was on when y'all was on step B, we was on D. Mm. I said, we knew what y'all was going to adjust to before y'all coach told y'all y'all was adjusting. And I said, when Brady's at the line checking plays, yeah. your coordinator should be worried. Mm. I said, if he's not checking plays, y'all got a chance. But if not he get at the line and start checking plays, you in trouble. Right. And everybody was like, yeah, man, we'll think we'll, we'll be like, we're going to show some, and then he'll check out of it, and we'll go back to what we're showing, and then we'll go back to what we're going to do, then he'll check again. Yeah. I said, you in trouble. I said, all that disguising, y'all doing this, y'all doing that. I said, Brady knows everything. And I said, when he started checking plays, we got you. We already know we're going to beat you. We just don't know if it's going to be by 10 or it's going to be by 20. Check. We're going to beat y'all today. Check, mm. checkmate. Right. Check, <laughs> He's <mate>. checking plays. <laughs> 60-40. So, mm -hmm. he, so he truly does bring that, just that leadership mentality to, I, to the huddle. i never seen this dude rattled in my life. i never seen him rattled. Even the games that we was losing, I never seen him come to the huddle and, hey, man, we got to do this, we got to do that. Super Bowl game, we down 10 points. TV timeout. We're in the huddle on the field. And I'm looking at Tom, like, hey, man, what's the play? And Tom is just like, what's the play? He's just still. I said, Tom. He's like, what? I said, bro. Where you at? <laughs> He's like, oh man, I just got the Jay Z playing in my head. <laughs> and I'm looking like, I'm like, bro, we down 10 points in the fourth quarter. Like, if this guy can be that calm yeah. with all the pressures on the quarterback, I'm relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we got something here. Yeah. We got something. We got something. I know he's calm. He's going to make the play. He's going to get the ball to whoever we need to get the ball to. We're about to win this game. But I, I never seen that dude rattle under pressure, crack. I never seen him MF a guy for dropping the ball, for missing the block. Yeah. Never seen him. Yeah. That's I I, I don't I don't I don't know what else to say. Because <laughs> the guy keeps producing. Yeah. Um, just like you have your entire career. Uh, you had a great career at LSU. Great great career in the NFL. Um, I mean, you're having a great golf. <laughs> Starting out, Starting out as well. Um, now we're we're just about on time. Um, Reed, you got anything else? Or you want to go ahead? I want to get his shoes, man. Make sure you get a close up on these shoes, man. Sure man. Look at this, man. Tell me about the shoes real quick. Just real quick, man. Versace's, the rapper Two Chain, Two Chains did all uh, collab with Versace and did these shoes about two or three years ago. Man, I, I didn't like them when they first came out. The big. The big sole. I'm like, man, they like marshmallow <laughs> the shoes. The shoes. <laughs> man, but man, when I told my Achilles, 
man, these was one of the only pair of shoes that was comfortable. Mm. Yeah. And I bought almost every pair. Wow. And man, they they still like that was my comfort. Like everybody, like man, why you wearing them shoes? So I'm like, man, well, when you get out that walking boot, yeah, you still need to have your heels, some cushion on the heel. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you don't need no more cushion right. in this. But one question I wanted to ask y'all guys: uh-huh. What are your favorite courses you played in in Texas or in Houston? And what are your what man, are your a guest asking us questions? Okay. And what and what, and okay. what are your, and what are your bucket list courses in America that you want to play? I think you already know mine. I'm gonna let Reed go first. Wow, man. Houston, Houston, Texas. Uh, give me Houston and give me Texas. Best course in Houston I played is uh, I would say Memorial, man. I really enjoyed playing Memorial. This was before the renovation. You haven't been over there since the renovation. I've been over there since the renovation. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get over there, but I, I just like playing when you when you have where nature you're surrounded by nature. You know, you're not hitting and there's houses around, <laughs> or you know, not a lot of cars or streets and all that but you're surrounded by trees you're surrounded by people running on the track and all that man so i just i really enjoyed memorial in houston my favorite course in texas i would have to say is uh, lake jackson man i love playing out there at the wilderness, wilderness. i wilderness. love the wilderness man i it's love the course no houses no houses man and the wildlife and all that just you and dog man i was playing the wilderness with him and Zebo one day came you know <laughs> came off the green walking to the cart was walking over some some roots. Oh boy, man! I seen a snake, scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. I damn near jumped in Zebo's arms. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I ain't lying. Oh man, Zebo's about two feet behind me. I, just, <laughs> I damn near jumped in, in his arms. Wow. Yeah. Uh, courses in Houston. Um, man, I played a lot, man. Um, the championship course at Cypress Wood. Yeah. It's definitely in my top three. Um, the marsh, the marsh course at Kingwood, the marsh course at Kingwood is literally gonna make you use every club in your bag, every club. Um, and then last but not least, I'd probably have to go with um, Black Horse South. I love Black Horse South. Black Horse South Black is, Horse is really good. Yeah. yeah, Black oh, Horse South. Yeah. Those are probably my 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 top three. Hanging in there pretty good too is, is the Cypress Lakes. That's a pretty good course because it's water yeah. on every hole. And if your iron game ain't right, it's it's gonna be a long day. Right. Um, in Texas, man, I played a lot, bro. Um, in Texas, uh, any any course in Austin, uh, Barton Creek, Barton Ridge, mm. uh, designed by uh, uh, Robert Trent Jones. Yeah. Any, any any course any course there is is off the chain and then last but not least bucket list Whew. I got two that's really really bucket list items one is Pebble Beach mm-hmm. I've said I've said that before yeah you gotta stay to play there you gotta stay to play yeah. yeah you got to and then two the dunes in Oregon yeah yeah those those would probably be my two bucket list courses yeah, my bucket list would be, would be Pebble and what's the one we watched uh that had that 19 hole that was a part three. That's in Missouri. I want to play that. That's on um, um, Cedar. It's it's, it's, it's like, like Cedar something lodge. It's in Missouri. Yeah. It's, it's it's a resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but it's five courses there. Yeah. And then Tiger designed the the, the latest you gotta one. Say, you got to stay to play there too. I don't know, but the way I look, way I was looking at it online, you might as well because ain't nothing, ain't nothing there, mm-hmm. ain't nothing else. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a golf trip idea one day. Absolutely. They got five courses. We just stay there. I'm telling you. Might as well. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? <laughs> that's it. That's it. We, I mean, I've, I've been around. I mean, I played a lot of courses. I played yeah. in Hawaii. Right. I played in right. Mexico. I played uh, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. California. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That course I just uh, played at Cabo was amazing. Whew. I say elevations, the views, the fairways, the greens. Yeah. Man, it was. When you go on vacation, you're not playing no slouch golf. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. No. I don't think anywhere we played on vacation, it's been, it's been top notch. Yeah. It's been amazing. I want to yeah. get on Blue Jack, though. Oh. 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 Yeah. Okay, on that note. Uh, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> hey, man. Once again, man, we're here at the 19th. This is what we do. I'm, I'm Warren Hardy, Jay Reed. Big shout out to Mr. LaFell for coming through, stopping by. Uh, shout out to I Stogies. This is our 19th hole, and uh, thank you guys for joining us. Signing out. It's first person. Huh. You can be where you can beat me to the 19th hole, the 19th hole. You can be where you can beat me to the 19th hole, the 19th hole. I'm at the 19th hole, fellowshipping with a few folks. My game was on, so I won by a few strokes. Cognac and a few totes. We gon' talk about our views and let the news post. Whether a hole in one or a triple bogey. Sit down at the round table, get to know me. Black excellence, living holy. Golf carts get driven slowly while we picking stogies. We at the clubhouse for another episode. The shoes I wear when I play, they are retros. I got reach out in Pebble Beach. Find cigars and some leather seats, and you can let us be. You can meet me at the 19th hole, or you can beat me there. Long as you know, you gon' see me there. Golf podcast for us. You can zoom in. You know where we'll be. Won't you tune in? Meet me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole. You can beat me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole.